Alex, isn't our new song just great? Isn't it? Is Copyright it free, royalty free. Come on. We don't have to pay a dime. We've made it. We've made it. Uh, I don't know about that. Look at us. Royalty free music. Look at us. Climbing up in the world in a studio with royalty free music. That's great, man. That's great. God bless the USA. Amen. God bless the USA. Greatest country in the world. Well, it's Friday. Well, technically Thursday. We're recording on Thursday. We're recording on Thursday, but you guys will be listening on Friday. So, you know, it's that time of the week. Time for the NFL Week 11. Week 11 already. Woof. To believe Woof. that they've made it through Week 11 with only a, a couple hiccups in the schedule is kind of crazy. But Week 11, and uh, we'll start here first, though you guys will hear this on Friday morning or Saturday, whenever you listen to it. Uh, we're going to start here first with the Thursday night football game tonight, which tomorrow we'll see. You guys will be able to tell us if we are right or not. Tonight, Cardinals... Head to CenturyLink Field for a date with the Seattle Seahawks for first place in the NFC West. Seattle Seahawks lost three of their last four. Cardinals coming off the infamous Hail Murray. Hail Murray. Hail Hail Murray. Murray. It's a Hail Hail Murray. Murray. Oh, my God. Shut up, Mike Tarico. Shut up. Both teams going in at six and three in a game where they did not disappoint when we saw these two teams, what, three weeks ago, late October? These teams did not disappoint. So, looking forward to this one. A Thursday night football game that fans can look forward to, which has been a, a rare occasion. Yeah, this it's season. been tough to come by this year. Two great teams. So, obviously, like you said, NFC West first place. Finally, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman can finally look at a game and say, oh, man, hey, you know, this isn't too bad. And Joe Buck will be like, oh, I'm Joe Buck, and we're finally playing a good... Shut up, Joe Buck. Anyway... That great gold game. jacket, Joe Buck, to you. Great game. Yeah, hope you do. Oh, I didn't know that I was going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame in the middle of the broadcast. Yeah, okay. Like, I believe that. <laughs> Garbage. Anyway, let's focus on the game. Arizona coming into Seattle. Arizona hasn't swept the season series since when was it, Justin? 2009 was the last time Arizona swept the season series. And that was when both teams were kind of dookie. So, it's kind of very interesting stat here. Obviously, different... Arizona always giving Seattle a run for their money. Seattle without Chris Carson for tonight. Carlos Hyde probably also out, figuring he does whatever uh, Carson does as well. So they're going to have DJ Dallas. They're going to have Alex Collins. Alex Collins, who didn't do too bad last game, probably will center the run more around him. Again, they need to run. They need to throw the ball. They need to f- focus on feeding Russ. They need to focus on feeding DK. They need to get the ball on Tyler Lockett. David Moore need to get the ball in their hands. I don't think that Seattle has it, though. I think their defense has been fully exposed for the terrible, terrible, terrible defense they have now. Arizona coming off a... They're riding off a very big win against Buffalo. The Hail Murray! It's a Hail Murray! And would you look at that? It's a Hail... Shut up, Mike Tariq. Like, that That like soundbite is going to live in my head like forever. It's a Hail Murray! Every 17 minutes on the dot for Football Night in America, <laughs> Week 10. But Arizona, I think they got this game... They're riding high. The confidence is high after that big win against Buffalo. A great team, by the way, the Buffalo Bills. Our Buffalo Bills, nobody as we like to say. Nobody circles the wagons. Nope, nobody like the circles Buffalo the Bills. wagons like the Buffalo Bills, uh, except for DeAndre Hopkins, who ultimately set fire to that wagon. A.K.A. The, jump man. A.K.A. jump man. A.K.A. What was enough. it? Five? Did you see that? It was like $5.6 million. So in- Nike, yep, Nike got $5.7 million worth of revenue off of the jump man logo on DeAndre Hopkins' gloves. Interesting fact, though, DeAndre Hopkins is not a Nike athlete, so he missed out on a big payday there. Sure. Uh, end of the day, though, my pick, I think the Cardinals will win again. 
I think Seattle's defense just so lackluster. They have no, they have nobody. They ultimately have nobody on defense. So Arizona will be able to cut them up. It will be a close game, but I think Arizona can get the victory. No 12s either. So that does not, that does not help the uh, Seattle's case on defense. Absolutely not. And Arizona's always played Seattle tough, um, regardless of where they are. They've always had they've had a pretty even division rivalry, as I'm pretty sure the all-time series. Um, check it out in my latest article with the Sports Wave. Um, but I think I said it was. I looked it up. It was 21, 20, and one. Seattle has a one-game advantage over the season, uh, over the all-time series. I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals in this one too, in a game that we can expect a lot of scoring. Um, when you got two top five offenses going, and the game is including the 32nd-ranked defense in the Football League, that tells the story. Yep. So I'm going to go with the Cardinals in this one, and again, we can expect a lot of scoring. And the Cardinals going to be advancing to seven and three on the year. Kyler Murray, I expect a big day out of him. DeAndre Hopkins as well. As this Seattle defense, you said it, they've just been fully exposed. Can't really expect much from them. So I'm going to go with the Cardinals in this one too. You know, the other thing too, I think we've been downplaying Seattle's offense because they've had offense. They just haven't really performed. I mean, even in the Buffalo game, they still put up, you know, 28 points. It's still not bad. Obviously, Buffalo putting up much more than that. Russell Wilson has four interceptions the last three games. But I don't think their offense is nothing to sleep on. Russell want to get, uh, you know, he won't, he'll want to get that MVP claim back. I don't think they'll get a win tonight, but I think Russ will have a good night. It'll still Absolutely. Be cl- it'll a still be close. Sco- a no lot of what. scoring tonight. This will be a, definitely a good game to bet on the over. And the Cardinals actually open up this game as underdogs tonight. I like that underdog value in this game. Uh, so I'm certainly rolling with the underdogs. The Cardinals complete the first season sweep since 2009. They're trying. So we'll get into the Sunday slate now. Patriots at Texans. The Texans are allowing 167 rush yards per game this season. That is most in the NFL. Against a Patriots team who's finding their way on the run game. Damian Harris has had a couple of good games now running the ball. Cam Newton, obviously, you got to account for the quarterback running the ball. So we talked about this on Wednesday. Uh, this is definitely a winnable game for the Patriots, and a game that we should expect them to win as uh, the Titan, uh, the Texans, excuse me, sitting at 2-7. and seven, Really not a good year for them. Their only wins coming against Jacksonville. It might was Jacksonville uh, Jacksonville twice. Yeah, it was Jacksonville twice. So they've only beaten the Jaguars twice. So um, the Jaguars sit at one and eight. So uh, that tells that story. So I'm going to go with the Patriots in this. Uh, they've been able to run the ball f- effectively. Houston really has not much going anywhere. Um, so I'm going to go with the Patriots. Like I said on Wednesday, this is a very winnable game for the Patriots. I'm going Patriots too, but this is not a game that they can gloss over on because no, absolutely not. The next four games is going to be ultimately ultimately their biggest test of the year. And we touched on it Wednesday in our Patriots-centric podcast, of course. You know, playing Los Angeles, playing, no, Arizona, Los Angeles, the Rams, and then uh, Miami on in December, which could be the biggest game of the year uh, by far at that point. But it all depends upon how they get there. This is a must-win. I mean, we've said it all year. And saying this is a must-win game is such a kind of drowned-out term at this point in like sports and sports history well, every sports must journalism win. well uh, like we said they can really only afford to drop and we won't hammer this point again but they can really only afford to drop one or two games the rest of the season pretty much every game for the rest of the remaining schedule for the new england patriots is a must-win game exactly and we they touched can't, on that wednesday they can't lose this game houston has been terrible no without a doubt so game, I, like we said the only games coming against the jacksonville jaguars only real bright spots in that offense has been Deshaun Watson, mostly Will Fuller. 
Uh, Aikens and uh, Darren Fells have gotten some spotlight there too, but there's really nothing doing there. J.J. Watt, very quiet year as well. So I don't think the Patriots offense should have uh, too much of a uh, – too much of a – I was going to say too much of a tough time, but too much difficulty getting past the Houston defense. Uh, we'll see what Stephon Gilmore is doing. Maybe give him another week to rest against a uh, coming off a big game against Arizona the following week. So I'm going to go Patriots here. Hopefully they don't have a problem. Hopefully they don't make it interesting. But I feel like they've uh, they've been able to take care of the bad teams as of late, even with the Brady era, but especially now too. So that will be our first consensus pick on the, or second consensus pick on the day, first on the Sunday slate. Next up, we've got Eagles at Browns. Philadelphia has won five straight games against the Cleveland Browns. That's not happening this time around. No, I think the Eagles are toast. I, I really do. As much as I don't like the Browns, the past couple of weeks for the Browns have not been great. They are 6-3, and three, very sneaky 6-3 and three team. I think the Browns got it. I just don't think the Eagles are... I don't know what they're they're a tough team to figure out just because Carson Wentz is the definition of an enigma. Yeah, what I, is he? I don't get it. I don't know. Two hundred yards, three hundred yards, two touchdowns, a hundred yards, a touchdown, three interceptions. He's just kinda this is like the same quarterback game. The the two quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield and Carson Wentz, who are playing in this game on Sunday, are literally the same person. I mean, I, I can't they can't These throw. Kinda, they, they can't throw for air yards. They throw a ton of interceptions. They turn the ball over. They don't get first down. So. These are, these are two teams of the same. I'm going to go Cleveland, though, not to cut you off on your point. I just think they're the better team. I mean, they're 6-3 and three for a reason. Philadelphia's 3-5-1. and one. But I wouldn't be surprised if Philadelphia could knock off a win just because the Browns are going to be the Browns at the end of the day. Alex, I'm going to agree with you here. You know, like you said, these teams are very much similar. Uh, the only difference is that both the quarterbacks turn the ball over a lot and inconsistent quarterback play has been the story with these two. Also... Both of their defenses have been pretty good. Right. Both of their defenses have up. performed well. Maybe not so much the Philadelphia secondary, but not the the, the front, the defensive which front, which has been for a problem forever. Have I been, mean, as of recent, have been holding their own. Right. The only difference between these two is, well, obviously the records, and Cleveland's definitely been the better team. Cleveland has probably the best one-two punch at running back in the NFL with right. Chubb and Hunt, and. That's why they're winning games. And we said this last week. Um, it takes the pressure off Baker Mayfield. We know that Baker Mayfield, his his career has been defined by inconsistent quarterback play. That's what it's been. Just a, a cocky guy who has been inconsistent Yep, and has too many commercials. Yep. He's the guy on the Hulu commercial. If you forgot, he plays uh, NFL quarterback. So uh, not, uh, and that's not big. That's Baker Mayfield and not Baker Mayfield's body. Right. You, you, sometimes you get to remember that because it's, it's him. But it's on another person's body. So technically, yeah, COVID, it's not him. They, COVID, they can't let him in. So, I mean, there's another one. But Hulu has live sports. Hulu sure does ad. have live Free sports. Free ad. Though, us here, the Redline Podcast, is presented by FUBU. Yep. That's right. FUBU TV, Red Zone included. FUBU's the way to go. Doesn't want it. That was not a paid sponsorship or anything. But uh, we'll get. we'll keep going back into this. Here we go. Next up, we've got Bengals at the Washington football team. The matchup. Between the 2020 top two overall picks in Joe Burrow and Chase Young, Bengals sitting at two six and one, Washington football team sitting at two and seven. Alex Smith coming off a game where he had a career high in pass attempts and passing yards, coming off a good game against the Detroit Lions. I'm going to go with the Bengals in this one. Uh, the Bengals have had they've had a decent time moving the football. They've done all right with it. Joe Burrow, obviously, uh, he's in the top of the league in passing yards. So I'm going to go with the Bengals in this one. Uh, Washington football really just hasn't showed enough, and um, 
think the Bengals are the better team in this. Certainly the Bengals are a better team. The only problem being Washington Washington is more to play for at the moment. Uh, like I said, the only problem being you're playing the Bengals, who ultimately their season wrapped up probably last week against the uh, Steelers there. Joe Burrow has been a very good talent, very good rookie quarterback. Uh, the only problem is, like I said, these are two terrible teams. So you really don't know what happens. It's just... And the other thing, too, Joe Mixon, who's been out, uh, who will probably be questionable or day-to-day. I think yep, he'll be day-to-day. So we'll see how the rest of the week goes or how Thursday, Friday, Saturday goes. If you see Mixon in the lineup, I'm going to go Bengals, too. Although Alex Smith has looked very good in his past couple games. Which is awesome. Which is good, great for him. It's too bad because Ben Roethlisberger was really applying for that comeback player of the year. Regardless award. if Alex Smith played a down or not this season, he was going to win comeback player of the year. Which is so- Sorry, Big Ben. Which is tough. But either way, I'm going to go Bengals. I just don't think that the Redskins, even though they have something the to what? play for the technically, the Washington football team has something to play for, which that name is seemingly going to stick around for a little while longer than most people hoped. And uh, might be the future name, which is totally ridiculous. A team needs to have have a name. It can't be the football team. I mean, that's no, that could be anybody be the really. But team. Uh, to go on my long spiel, long story short, long story short, Cincinnati going to get a win in Washington or Maryland, wherever they play. They do play in Washington. Well, Landover City, Maryland. Where I don't know where that is. So they do play in Maryland. Whatever. Washington football team. Um, next up, we've got Falcons at Saint. It, Saints, Atlanta Falcons have won three of their last four under interim head coach Raheem Morris, who's really making a strong push to get that head coaching job next season after after the Falcons started off the year 0-5 under Dan Quinn. Uh, Saints going into this game 7-2, and you know who's in at quarterback? Famous James, baby. Jabu. Jameis Winston. Um, I'm going to go with the Saints in this. The Saints defense has really shown a lot this season. Uh, Obviously, Alvin Kamara playing lights out. Really, I've had no no team has had any answer for him. And I think Jameis Winston, uh, this is an audition for him. This is another thing we talked about. Uh, what was this on? Monday, Monday. When we did our Week 10 recap, we talked about this is an audition for Jameis Winston. Look what happened when Teddy Bridgewater performed under his performed well during his audition. He got paid $63 million over the course of two years, and he's been playing pretty well. Jameis Winston, a guy who... Personally, I think, and a lot of people think, that he is a starting quarterback in this league. And I actually have some heartbreaking uh, news right now. Golden State's Clay Thompson has suffered a season-ending Achilles tear. Oh, Very geez. off topic, but that that is terrible. Um, but I'm going to go with the Saints in this. Jameis Winston has shown us enough that he can keep this team afloat, and he's got the weapons to do so. And the Saints defense is holding their own. Saints are 7-2, and two, and you know the Saints in the regular season. They don't lose very often. No, I uh, mean, I don't know. You'd be dumb if you picked against the Saints. I don't know if the line is for the game, but I'd still take them point-wise if I were to bet the game. Saints, I mean, you can't trust the Falcons this year at all, and especially playing a good team against the New Orleans Saints. I don't think this has to be. This is a no-brainer Saints win. At home, especially too. Limited fan attendance, but but... I think Jameis is going to. Uh, I think Jameis is prime for a big day and a big win, and he might eat a W. Next up, we've got Steelers at Jaguars. Jacksonville has lost eight straight games. Their only win coming in Week One. Uncle Rico completed almost all of his passes Week One. Everyone's like, "Hold on a second. No, they dropped eight straight. See Jake, right through that one. Jake Luton free, gluten free. 
Um, Going for his first win, mind you, who's played kind of good. He has been playing already. He held it in there with the Packers in Lambeau last week. Uh, again, we both kind of thought this was the, the classic Aaron Rodgers not being prepared, underestimating game. Um, we see so much out of the Green Bay Packers. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers obviously have one of the, if not the best defensive units in the National Football League uh, against a rookie sixth-round draft pick here. I'm going to go with the Steelers. The Steelers, 9-0, they're doing something right. They're throwing the football. They're running it well. They're doing everything well. Um, so, And I don't think Jake, Jake Luton's going to move the ball against the Steelers' defense, so like we said, arguably the best in the league. No, this is, an, this, this, this is another no-burner as I keep tripping over my words here. Another no-brainer. Pittsburgh going to win. Last week, we did say it'd be a closer game against Cincinnati. We were wrong, so I'm just going to say Pittsburgh by blowout. No doubt. I mean, Pittsburgh has so many weapons. Eric Ebron's been uh, he's been pushed to the front of the line here. He's been getting a lot of catches. Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Chase Claypool have been relatively quiet the past couple weeks. I know uh, Juju has had, had a few touchdowns uh, every so often the past couple weeks, but I feel like they're primed for a big day. They're ready to step up, especially against a bad Jacksonville team, so we'll have to wait and see. Pittsburgh probably by a million. That's what that's by if we want to get into real predictions. By a million. Pittsburgh by a million. Next up, we've got Lions at Panthers. This is going to be an interesting game, depending on if Teddy Bridgewater plays or not. Uh, I think the trends are right now that he is expected to play on Sunday. Carolina's lost five straight games. Their last win coming against the Atlanta Falcons on October 11th. Since then, they've lost to the Chicago Bears, the New Orleans Saints, the Atlanta Falcons, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So they've had a tough, a team that we were saying was looking pretty good, pretty well, well coached team. They were, they were impressing us a little bit, but uh, I think the, Panthers snapped that losing streak against the Lions here at home. Uh, Detroit, they blew that lead last week to Washington, the Washington football team. Ended up hitting the game-winning field goal. Uh, Matt Prater, one of the best in the business, 59 yards away, hits the game-winning field goal. Um, but I'm going to go with the Panthers in this one. I think they bounce back at home. Um, Christian McCaffrey is out this week, so you're looking at Mike Davis. Uh, I, just, I think the Panthers bounce back. Their defense can hold Stafford and the Lions. Uh, We'll see what we see what happens with uh, Kenny Galladay. Uh, see if he plays. That'll be a game time decision, as always with Kenny Galladay. Uh, poor guy cannot stay healthy. But I'm gonna go with the uh, the Panthers in this one. As much as I hate to pick the Lions in this game, I think I'm gonna have to because the signs are pointing so much to the Lions right now with the emergence of DeAndre Swift from the backfield. He'll be another Bell Cal candidate presumably this week. Uh, you know he's kind of filling the void for where Matt Stafford can dunk the ball off to Kenny Galladay, 40, 50 yards. DeAndre Swift can want run 10, 20 yards at a time, grab a few passes every so often. So he's definitely becoming a dual threat. He'll be something to watch out for in this game. I think without CMC, Carolina's offense is just terrible, especially the questionability of uh, if Teddy Bridgewater will be healthy or not. Teddy B hasn't had a lot of he, – he's been able to uh, dish the ball out this year. You know, you saw it against Kansas City with CMC. Uh, playing, how, how much better the offense performed. Absolutely. But I think Detroit can get a win away, mind you, and still, you know, relatively, you know, staying in a, in a playoff spot or somewhat of a playoff hopeful. I think that I just think Carolina is just kind of a pretender team. Every time I've wanted to root for them, they've lost. So I'm going to take Detroit. I'll probably 
probably regret it Monday, but either way, Detroit. The Detroit Lions probably get are like win. the Atlanta Falcons. You know, it's just teams that you just hate to bet on. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's no worse teams to bet on than the Atlanta Falcons. They are by far the worst because they can be up 21, and they sh- they could be getting like eight points, and you still have to sweat it. Right. It's awful. It's yeah. miserable. Right. I, I told myself I'll never do it again. Uh, I did it again a couple weeks ago. They lost. Uh, so I will never, ever do it again. And if I ever do, I, I deserve a smack on the side of the head. Mm. But next up, we've got two six and three teams coming off a loss, looking to bounce back. That is the Titans at the Ravens. Probably one of the better games on the slate on the Sunday. Uh, Baltimore's allowing 18 points a game this season. That is fewest in the NFL. Baltimore obviously coming coming off the loss to the Patriots. As for the, the Titans coming off the loss when they got outscored 21 to nothing in the second half on Thursday Night Football last week. I like the Titans in this one. I think we have not seen, like we talked about on Monday on our um, on our Week 10 recap, we have not seen anything from this Baltimore Ravens offense. Not a thing. Nothing. And I'm going to continue on this. I think they're total frauds. They can't keep it together. They've won, what, one possession games all around this year, almost nearly one or two possession games. And it's, you know, I think the Indy game was the only game that really comes to mind that they won handedly. Tennessee's offense is great. Baltimore's defense is good. They're, they can't put any points up on the board. So, again, I'm going to go Tennessee. Going to sniff the Ravens out again, once again. I mean, I picked them to lose against the Patriots. I mean, if I'm not the Raven whisperer, <laughs> I don't know what I am. The Ravens have just not shown us enough on off- offense. And, um, they yes, they're only allowing 18.3 points a game, but we saw how effectively the New England Patriots moved the ball against them. Um, I think Derrick Henry and this Titans offense, they're going to be looking – to bounce back. I'm going to go with the Titans in this one. Uh, going to be interesting to see what the line is on that one. But uh, I like the Titans. Next up, we've got the Jets at the Chargers. Joe Flacco, Broadway Joe, Cool Joe, Smoking Joe. No, that's Jay Cutler. Uh, Jake Smoking Jay. I don't know if we can call him Smoking Joe Cutler. Uh, J- Joe that's Flacco, not his name. Smoking uh, smoking Joe Flacco. But Joe Flacco, 2-12 and 12 in his last 14 starts. Not good. Not great. Um, Joe Flacco played a relatively good game against the Patriots. I don't think this will keep up against the Chargers. I think it's just one of those divisional matchups that he happened to play well. He happened to show up. But I do have to admit, if the Jets were to win a game, it'd be this one. I just feel like the Chargers have just been such an abysmal team, allowing these big point leads to uh, lose eventually in the second half. So I'm not going to pick the Jets. I wouldn't be surprised if they won. I'm going to go with the Chargers. Stop it. I think Justin Herbert has finally, you know, he, he deserves a win. He's been playing well. He hasn't been playing, he's, he, he hasn't been playing great. He, he really hasn't. He's been playing okay. He doesn't have a lot of the zip like someone like Tua has out of his hands. But he deserves a win. He's been working at it. So many games that he's lost. I mean, literally lost. Not, oh, the, the, you know, the other team. You want to talk about wins and losses and other team winning and losing. The Chargers have lost so many games, if you look at it. I know it's not a real stat. I know it's just kind of blowing smoke into the air, but they've lost a lot of games. Sure have. Uh, numbers don't lie, especially, obviously, what, 2-7, 3-7, 2-7. 2-7 versus the 0-9 New York Jets. So, I mean, if you're looking for uh, an exciting game, it might be here, actually. It could be a close game. Flacco coming off a great game against the Patriots, like I said. But Chargers, I mean, you cannot bet against them. All right, I'd be damned if I didn't bring this up. Is Justin Herbert getting sent out to, like, Afghanistan? What is going on? 
Saving Private Herbert. Oh my goodness, this what haircut. What is going on? I think the losing's already getting to him. What? I don't know. Starting, I, what's I'm, even starting? Like, if I seven had seven games, if I had that, what was it? Oh, I thought you were talking about his haircut. I no, I am. I'm oh, saying oh, oh. he's started like seven games, and they already like shaved his head. And looks he, like Anthony Lynn's getting ready to send him out to Afghanistan. I know it's it's terrible. And even if I had that hair, I would never cut it off. That's he awesome. He had got a haircut since his sophomore year at Oregon. Ugh. And now, uh, like I said, it's. Saving Private Herbert. Let's see. Maybe he'll go one and zero with the new haircut, and everybody, all these stupid ESPN writers, will be like, "How great his haircut is, and how it's affecting his play style." Blah 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 blah. The hair is not getting away in the floor throwing motion. Yeah, one and zero with a new haircut. High times the radius, uh, the sun velocity, all this. It, it, it's all gonna make sense. Don't worry, they're gonna make it so it makes sense to you. Or the headline will be Herbert want to know with new haircut. Stupid, so stupid. People get don't paid forget to write they're that. facing the zero and eight, zero and nine. Excuse me, New York Jets. I'm going to go with the Chargers in this one. Uh, I think this is a no brainer. Chargers at home. Joe Flacco does it get any worse than two and twelve? No, does it really get any sure worse? doesn't. No. But he did play a good game against the Patriots. Don't forget, don't forget. But he seems to be the the kryptonite of the New England Patriots. It's true. So, and we got to bring him back. And we got to bring him back. Did Tom Brady say it? I don't know. Who knows? That's a that's a story for another day. But um, for the for the Jets, zero and nine. Joe Flacco, two and twelve in his last fourteen. It really just doesn't get any worse than that. Sure I'm going to go with the Chargers in this one. The Chargers team who has just blown lose blown leads or just lost games. So I'm going to go with the Chargers. Next up, we've got the Packers at the Colts. Indianapolis has allowed 290 total yards per game this season. That is fewest in the NFL going against the 7-2 Green Bay Packers. The Packers have had no trouble moving the football this season. Sure have it. against Tampa Bay. Yeah, especially against Tampa. The only problem being here, it's like David meets Goliath. The, the irresistible force meets the immovable object. Green Bay and Indy. The only problem, again... What is Green Bay going to do? How are they going to attack Indy? The other side of the ball, how is Indy going to score? Because I think that's part of the problem. Phil, uh, Philly Rivers. Phil Rivers. I don't know why I call him Philly. That's so stupid. Phil, I almost called him Philadelphia Rivers just then and there. Phil Rivers hasn't had his great se- greatest season. Obviously, he was that dude back in the day. Now he's been very inconsistent as of late. You know what? I'm just going to pick Green Bay. I feel like they put too many points up on the board. Indy, they're kind of fading into mediocrity. You know, they had the the jump start with the Phil Rivers-led offense. It's not going to – they can't continue. The defense is good. It's not great. Green Bay's offense is just that good. For the Packers, both their offense and defense rank within the top 10 of the National Football League. The Colts, I, I just still haven't seen enough out of them. Yes, that, that was a good win over the Tennessee Titans on Thursday Night Football, but – I still need to see more. You know, Philip Rivers is not showing me enough. You know, yes, it's true. Um, defense wins. Defense wins championships. But um, Philip Rivers, this offense, the offense has to contribute in some way, and they're just not doing that. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how their defense uh, stops this Packers offense, who has just been impossible to stop. So I'm going to go with the Packers in this one too. And Next, expect Michael Pittman to be very quiet. That's my oh, bold yeah? prediction. Michael Pittman's really been turning it up since he came back off of injury. Um, next up, we've got Cowboys at Vikings. Minnesota has won three straight games after starting the season off one and five. They now sit at four and five, looking to get back to five hundred against the two and seven Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys will get their red rocket back, Andy Dalton, this Sunday. Um, 
It's not Jesus Christ, so I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, Minnesota at home. I just feel like this is one of those games where Dalvin Cook will run for another 400 yards. So without a doubt, Vikings, I mean, this could be a uh, trap game for the Vikings here. I mean, for the Cowboys, it's sneak sneak right into the uh, NFC East there. But I think their time is over there. They've already packed it in. You know, you hear a lot about the players talking about how the coaching staff is unprepared. They don't like the coaches, blah, 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 blah. That locker room is in shambles, obviously losing Dak. Zeke Elliott has been nowhere to be found. So unless Zeke turns, decides to turn it on once again and has like a uh, shootout with Dalvin Cook, Vikings get this win. Yeah, not much to talk about there. Andy Dalton coming back. Uh, man, the, the the Cowboys are just a mess. So No, nope. how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Next up, we've got Chiefs at Raiders, a Sunday night game. Kansas City has won 14 of their last 15. Their only loss, week five to these Vegas Raiders. Yeah, I'm not buying into that again. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Kansas City is just too good. They're not going to lose this game. They've ironed out everything everything that's happened since that game. And it was still close. It was a high-scoring game as well. A lot of mistakes in that game, too. Mahomes throwing the pick in garbage time or throwing the pick on the last possession that would have tied the game. So I don't think you'll see that again. This is going to be a very high-scoring game again. The beautiful Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. Kansas City, my official pick. Happy to have Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill back off of their bye. Amen, I brother, especially on a Sunday night football, getting to see what they can do the for The bailout, us. the ultimate bailout. The ultimate bailout, absolutely. Um, but I'm going to go with the Chiefs here, too. I'm not, I'm not going to buy into that. The Chiefs coming off a bye week. They're the champs. They're well-rested. They're the they're gonna, they'll be, you know, the they'll just need a little squirt of Gatorade right at the halftime. They'll be right back out. I'm going to go with the Chiefs here, too. Though I am excited to see what the Raiders can do on uh to actually be able to watch a Raiders game when they that game they were supposed to play the Buccaneers obviously got flexed um, due to, to COVID, quote unquote. Is that why it got flexed? Actually, well, yeah. isn't it eight of the ni- eight of the nine or eight or nine defensive starters for the Raiders are uh, are on the reserve co- in, list? In, in, yes, in reserve list or quarantine. So um, that's obviously not a good sign when you're facing Patrick Mahomes and this Kansas City Chiefs juggernaut. But yeah. last game of the week we got Rams at Buccaneers. The Rams are allowing. 18.7 points per game this season. That is second fewest in the NFL behind, obviously, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Going to be a good game. It will, as I just yawn away from the mic. I'm not sick of this game, but like we said, this like you said, good game. This will be as close as it gets, no doubt. I think Brady's got it. I mean, you can't t- you can't doubt Tom. Well, last time he well last I, time we saw Brady, I think on that's a so weird game. that they've had two Monday Night Football games. This is their second. How does that work? The Chicago Bears have had two. No, that's true. Disgusting. That's I know. How do you put such a bad product on TV, especially against the this is Rams' second Monday Night Football game? Uh, funny enough, but anyway, against the Chicago Bears. Yeah. So, funny enough, uh, Tampa Bay. This is gonna be another high scoring game. I think this will be a shootout. Obviously, a uh, quarterback rematch of Super Bowl fifty two. 53, 50, quarterback, remitch of, re, Goff and Brady, 51, 50, no. 50, 50, Super Bowl 50, yeah, I'm way off with 51, Super Bowl 50 was Manning, 51 was the Eagles, 52, no, 51 was the Falcons, 52 was the Eagles, no, Super Bowl 50 was Manning, was Manning. 51 was the Falcons, Falcons. 52 was the Eagles, the Eagles, 53 is Goff, right, the Rams, 
Yeah, 53 is gone. So anyway, quarterback 54. rematch at Super Bowl 53. Uh, we'll have to see. I think those will be a high-scoring game. Uh, running back, tangent in, tangent in uh, Los Angeles will still be up in the air. I don't know what they're going to do with Akers, Henderson, and uh, Brown. They'll just kind of shuffle them and see who plays the best, ultimately at half, and trot that guy out for the uh, majority of the carries. But anyway, I'm going to go Tampa. I think Tampa, they've kind of figured it out. I think Antonio Brown finally primed for a big game. I'm going to go with Tampa. Excuse me, in this one too. Uh, I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay. Um, I, I'm just I can't count on Tom Brady to lose back to back primetime football games. I just can't do it. No, me either. So I'm gonna go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this one. Definitely the better team. Um, the Rams are sitting at six and three. They've been impressive this year, but I think Tampa Bay is the better team at home. I'm gonna take Tampa Bay. <sighs> But that'll just do it for us today. Alex, you want to go ahead and plug the socials? Sure do. So be sure to follow the Redline Podcast on Instagram and Twitter on Instagram at Redline Sports 617 and on Twitter at Redline Sports. Be sure to follow Justin on Instagram at Justin.Terpin and follow me on Instagram, Alex Jaworski on Instagram at Alex Jaworski underscore. Justin, anything else to part ways with uh, at the end of the episode here? No, as always, don't be afraid to hit us up about picks or uh, betting picks, fantasy, whatever it may be. Always down for a conversation. Uh, Alex, I guess it's your time to uh, wrap it up with your famous words there, my friend. I'm just going to keep it short and sweet. Over the nose, in the mouth. We see you all on Monday for our uh, Week 11 recap.